Peace, peace. We are back once again with Masterminds with Brother Shemel. I'm your host, Brother Shemel, and I'm glad to be back uh, once again. We are, uh, it's been quite an eventful month this month, uh, in the month of July. Uh, we are down for the countdown for our interview, my interview with Dr. Jose Pimienta Bay um, that is coming up on July 31st, the last day of July. I'm so excited. Uh, I know we are going to give you a treat. Uh, It will be an hour, but it will be an hour of power. It's going to be some powerful information that we want to share to you. Uh, I also had the opportunity of actually doing a couple do a couple of recordings for my radio broadcast um, that is set to air in August uh, which will be next month actually August 1st um, the first show will be um, this coming Sunday and uh, that show is on iHeartRadio is called What Is Your Nationality, of which I am the host, and I will be talking about nationality and other um, issues, social issues and things of that nature. Um, it's kind of, it's pretty much different. Uh, it's different from what I'm doing here, in which I really focus on esoteric teachings, but all of it is designed to help um, uplift fallen humanity. Um, Speaking of which, Uplifting Fallen Humanity, um, shout out to my nonprofit, Uplifting Humanity. We had our first uh, official fundraiser. And um, I want to give special honors to everyone who participated Um, and gave their efforts. I enjoyed myself immensely. I know a lot of people did. I'd like to thank everyone who came out and supported, everyone who contributed, um, no matter how big or small. It was very, it was a very beautiful day indeed. Um, And of course, as always, I thank you, the listeners. I thank you, the supporters. Y'all have um, been sticking with me continuously. Uh, I love the feedback. You know, I've been getting great feedback and I'm so deeply honored to have the support that I have and I know will only continue to grow. So with that, I want to get to our subject, um, which I'm entitling this show, um, the acronym of EGO, Edging God Out. Um, I don't own that (laughs) title that has been used many times before. But I think that is very, uh, it is a very timely message. And to start it off, I will read, of course, from the Circle Seven. I will first start with chapter, a verse, um, two verses from chapter two of the Circle Seven. And then I'll go to reading um, section of chapter one to give context. So this will be chapter two. Uh, I will start with verse 18. I'll read uh, 18 and 19. 
It says, teach them that Allah and man are one, but that through carnal thoughts and words and deeds, man tore himself away from Allah, debased himself. Teach that the holy breath would make them one again, restoring harmony and peace. And going into chapter one, which is the creation of fallen man. I'll read the section that reads as follows. And these soul attributes became a body beautiful, a multitude of lessons man must learn upon the plane of soul. And here he tarries many ages until his lessons are learned. Upon the boundary of the plane of soul, the ether began to vibrate slower still, and then the essence took on a final guard. The perfumes and odors and the true sensations in the all of love were clothed in flesh, and man was clothed in flesh. Perfected man must pass through all the ways of life. And so a carnal was full manifest, a nature that sprang forth from fleshly things. Without a foe, a soldier never knows his strength, and thought must be developed by the exercise of strength. And so this carnal nature nature, soon became a foe that man must fight, that he might be the strength of Allah made manifest. Let every living thing stand still and hear. Man is the Lord of all the plane of manifest, of protoplast, of mineral, of plant, of beast, but he gave up his birthrights just to gratify his lower self. But man will regain his lost estate, his heritage. But he must do it in a conflict that cannot be told in words. Yea, he must suffer trials and temptations manifold. But let him know that cherubim and seraphim that rule the stations of the sun and spirit of the mighty Allah who rule the solar stars are his protectors and his guide and they will lead to victory man will fully will be fully saved redeemed perfected by the things he suffers on the plane of flesh and on the plane of soul when man has conquered carnal things his garb of flesh will then have served its purpose well and it will fall, will be no more. So I want to stop there. And as I mentioned, the title of this particular show is Ego Edging God Out. Now, um, why do I use that term edging God out? Some some people actually say edging, um, ego means easing God out. It could be, they can use interchangeably. And we know, of course, that's the acronym that came after the word ego. Ego 
has an etymology that goes before this acronym. Um, so that was something that was applied later on. But I think it's important to put it in the context of what I read, because in both passages, it speaks about a debasing, a tearing away, a removing, if you will, from your higher self. And in reality, you don't really separate from your higher self. What I mean is is that the higher self is human spirit clothed with soul made in the form of the omnipotent, right? So that spirit is always with you. So what does it mean by moving away, edging away? It means moving away in mind, disassociating yourself mentally from that true essence of the divine in you. To edge away means to move slowly away from someone, right? It's like you easing back. So we unknowingly ease ourselves away from our true self, right? Mentally, in mind, in thought, in words, and in deeds. Thus, we don't connect with the true self, with the higher self in that context. And that's something to be be looked upon, right? So, it's, this is one of the biggest, I mean the biggest tests and lessons that we have to, the biggest test we have to pass and the biggest lesson that we have to learn is how to subdue our ego, how to keep our ego in check. And let me, and let me say this. I always say this. The ego is not the problem. Having an ego is not the problem. It's the ego trip that's the problem. And a lot of us, many of us, we ego trip and we don't even know we ego trip. And what I mean by that is that when the very fact that you have a name is ego. The very fact that you uh, identify with the body is an ego or a title or uh, you represent a certain place. You know, you know, I represent the East Coast, West Coast. I'm from New York. You know, I'm from Cali. I'm from, you know, I'm from Chicago, Chi-Town, whatever. You know, I'm from the UK. You identify yourself by... Um, geographical location you identify yourself with race nationality and you you speak with pride all these things are various aspects of an ego because that is dealing with the plane of manifest that is all connected this plane of manifest is the plane of ego and the lower self is the ego body it is the body of desires it is the that which deals with the illusion of you being separate from others when life is bound all life is bound by one cord 
So we have to realize this. So I, I know that this is a big test because it has been my test and my lesson. I'm speaking from experience. Um, and an ego trip is not always being a braggadocious person. That's something I learned. There's levels to the ego trip. It's not always about, you know, putting talking about somebody's face. You, you show your money. That's that's part of the ego. Look what I got. Look what I bought. Boom, boom. You know, this is mine. My house. It could be your relationships. This is my girl. This is my man. This is my children. This is my family. This is my crew. This is all these things are aspects of the ego. The personhood, the persona, and the word persona is Latin for mask. The mask is apt to become the actor's face. We put on this mask how we present ourselves, others to be. That goes back to the belief thing in the previous episode where we spoke about belief. Belief is that which man thinks perhaps is true. People start believing that they are who they claim to be, right? They believe that, you know, certain things matter when it doesn't matter on a spiritual level. And one of the biggest obstacles for a person striving on a spiritual path is recognizing that ego. Recognizing you have the ego and the ego holds you back from the ultimate reality that um, we call many names, be it God, the universe, the source, whatever, Yahweh, Allah, Jehovah, whatever term you use, Brahman, Parabram, whatever term you use, Jah, etc., etc., whatever the highest, your highest concept of divinity is. It is the ego that holds you back. You still being attached to the ego, the attachment to the ego, and not seeing the ego for what it really is, which is just a shell, right? That's why I say clothed in flesh. It's clothing. Clothing you can put on or remove. It's not you. Ego is the same thing, but that's a hard thing to escape. It takes years of spiritual practice and exercise. It is very difficult, but we have to. But the first key is acknowledging that it is the it is the issue. Because if we don't acknowledge that it is the issue, then it will continuously set us back. Continuously have us in conflict with humanity, with our fellow man, our fellow brothers and sisters, our fellow people on this path, our fellow our fellow man. And if we don't see that connection, we have to be able to see the divine within all of us. The ego will stop you from seeing the divine in another person. And that in and of itself is a confession that you have not truly met and seen the divine within you. Because as they always say, real recognize real. It takes one to know one, right? 
you have to learn to subdue and suppress and exhaust the ego. Um, in that, and interestingly enough, the one thing that does that, which I spoke about in previous episodes, is the one thing that was spoken about in chapter two in the circle seven, uh, when they tell the story about Jesus being love made manifest, right? It's love, divine love, love divine, true love, that unconditional love, that is the key, but that while it's simple, it's not easy. I always say simple is not easy. Simple means it's just not complicated. But yet it's not complicated. It's still not easy because if it was, we'd all be doing it. (laughs) The moment you say, yo, I want to be spiritual, we all be having unconditional love. We'd be be there right there. The very fact that we don't do it, the very fact we keep going back to our old habits goes back, we resort back to that matrix that programming programmed by the ego and that edges us away from our true self our higher self being our higher self we are always bombarded in the society if we really take a look we are always bombarded with being with having our ego flattered if you go on the internet and everything what is it about Uh, how would you like to make more money how would you like to be healthier how would you like to be more attractive how would you like better relationships how would you like to be well respected at your job Uh, (laughs) uh, anything any number of things how would you like the new tattoo to show off? How would you like the new sneakers, the new Yeezys? How would you like the new music that is going to make you um, dance and do the new challenge and get on TikTok? <laughs> do the new talent on TikTok. Let's go here on Clubhouse and socialize and and you can feel important. Right? The feeling of people needing to feel important. That's a new thing. That's what social media um, has done more than anything else. It has created an outlet for people to feel important. And why do I speak of that in terms of ego? Because in order for you to deal with social media, you have to be outward. You have to go out. You're not, at the moment you're doing that, you're not being introspective. Even now, as I'm recording this particular episode, even though I'm speaking on metaphysical and esoterical, esoteric information, I am being more of an extrovert than an introvert. At this particular time, I am not meditating right I'm not reflecting I'm speaking I'm giving a message I'm communicating I'm 
I am attempting to reach out to people so people can uh, hear this message. And even that is part of an ego. Even me teaching is an aspect of the ego because you have to have an ego to feel that you got something important to say to somebody. Right? Again, the ego by itself is not the problem because the ego is needed to survive in this plane. It is how you operate on this plane of manifest. You cannot operate without the lower self. It says you cannot destroy the lower self. It says you are to study yourselves and you are to dethrone the lower self, dethrone the ego, right? The ego, the lower self, will breed hatred, slander, lewdness, murder, theft, and everything that harms, provided that it takes reign, that it is on the throne. That's why the higher self, love, has to dethrone the Goliath of the dark. The higher self has to dethrone the lower self and has to reign supreme. So you operate off of a higher vibration where you are not gratifying your lower self. That's how you fall, right? That's how you give up your birthright. That's how you gave up your birthright by gratifying your lower self. Gratifying the lower self is not just uh, greed for money, greed, lust, sex, drugs, uh, alcoholism and partying. It's not just that. A person could be a very um, good person, relatively speaking. They don't do any of those things as far as morality is concerned, but their ego still will, will create situations for them to create conflict and suffer on the plane of things made manifest. That's why the conflict cannot be told in words. It's not as cut and dry. So we have to explore these things and realize uh, where we need to put the work in. And it's a lot of work for all of us. But I think this is a very important topic to speak on because of that fact, because of the fact that it's not spoken about as much. You know, a lot of things in the spiritual community, a lot of things are spoken about in terms of, you know, you can your chakras and, you know, open up your pineal gland, even that, even that can, can cater to your ego. Cause wow, you open up your pineal gland, you got your energy. Now you're a divine light worker. Oh, you working in the, you're doing shadow work and you, you got these stones and even that can cater to your ego. Even that, oh, I'm a priestess. I'm a priest, I'm a medium, I'm a this. The titles, those also connect to the ego, right? Um, and just a just a side note, uh, I purposely entitled my show Masterminds with Brother Shemel as opposed to any other titles that I've acquired on this journey because that's not the point to boast of my title to put that in your face I'm your I'm your brother I'm just your brother man 
So with that even being said, we can remove the ego aspect. I don't have to be seen like that, you know, as long as the message is getting out. So there's many aspects of this that we need to explore. Um, and this won't be as long of a um, episode to get into, but we definitely need to get to the point and we'll explore more of this in our second half. There's a particular book um, that I've had the opportunity to come across in my life and on my journey. And this particular book has been a tremendous help to me. Um, I really, it's, it's much I can say about this particular book. Um, but this particular book is called Meditation and Mantras. Okay. So Meditation and Mantras is a book that was, it is said to have been uh, written by uh, someone under the name of Swami Vishnu um, Devananda. Okay. Um, While there's been maybe some controversy behind as to the original author, um, the point of it is what I want to make clear is that the information in this particular book is very powerful. In fact, a lot of this information ended up um, appearing in another book um, that was circulating in the States at a later time under the title of The Mind Book, uh, which is was read um, popularly by a lot of Nuwabians. It was uh, in the Nuwabian community, very heavy. A lot of that information that you find in The Mind Book actually comes from this book. Uh, a lot of it verbatim, uh, meditation and mantras um, that you can actually is actually uh, you can pull up and view it online on archive.org. You can actually read the original of it if you're not able to get a copy. But the purpose of me saying all of that is that in this particular book, it goes in detail about the ego and the information that I came across this book in reference to the ego was so powerful that it has actually helped me get a grasp on it. And in studying more science, when I came across the teachings of Noble Jirali, that even further helped me in my development to piece all the, put together all the pieces and formulate it in a system that pertained to me. So, which is why I was able to uh, read from the first chapter of the Circle Seven, and uh, as well as the second chapter, and connected to the subject matter of the ego. So, with that, I'm going to read actually um, from the book Meditation and Mantras, where it speaks about 
the ego. So it says the following. Everyone wants to be his best. Each person would like to think that he is perfect. Yet despite repeated resolutions, every person finds himself so many times being less than what he would like to be. The cause of this predicament is the ahamkara or ego. Sri Sankara, one of the wisest men of all history, stated in the Vivika Chudamani the following, quote, calamity is due to being subject to ego. Bad agonies are due to ego. Desire is due to subjection to ego. There is no greater enemy than ego. This ahankara is the cause of all bondage and is the chief burial to the experience of inner reality. The ego is the self-arrogating aspect of the mind. It is the ego which separates the individual from unity with others and within himself, for the ego asserts I-ness. Ahamkara is the greatest obstacle to tranquility, for it is that which occupies the mind with whether we are better or worse, possess more or less, and have greater or lesser power than others. It is attended by desire, pride, anger, delusion, greed, jealousy, lust, and hatred. The ego is the most difficult aspect of the mind to control, for its nature is such that it deludes even while one is striving to overcome it. It is that very part of the being that would not be controlled. Through meditation, the play of the mind is witnessed. In the early stages, nothing more can be done than to gain understanding as the ego is observed constantly asserting itself. But in time, its games become familiar and one begins to prefer the peace of contentment. When the ego is subdued, energies can then be utilized constructively for personal growth and the service of others. And I'll stop there. That small statement right there that I just read pertaining to the ego, it has helped me so much because a lot of us go through this um, journey as I mentioned, you know, even, even in the spiritual community, even in the what we call the enlightened community, the conscious community, there's a lot of ego. And it's not that the ego itself is evil, but it is limiting. It still keeps you bound from really true, truly obtaining the high, highest heights of spirituality. In your meditation, 
when you begin your journey and start your meditations and your fasting and all these other spiritual practices, the ego will still assert itself. It is constantly trying to assert itself. It is constantly trying to survive. The one thing the ego does not want to do is die. Loss of the, the death of the ego is the death of identity, the death of of awareness of where you are within the plane of manifest, right? Um, which is also connects to a reason why people, a lot of people, fear death because he's a death. Oh, you know. And people have these concepts of death. Or oh, will I see my mother? Will I see my father? Will who, you know, my loved ones? Can I come back? You know, all this conversation around death revolves around ego. It revolves around the identity of the, the, the notion that you, the person, the persona, still have value after the physical body is gone. You still want to have some type of presence of somewhere, somehow, after your physical body is gone, rather than feeling comfortable giving all of this up to move on to a greater and higher experience where there is no I-ness, there is no sense of here or there or or title or relationship because life is life to, to really grasp that your life this incarnation that you're dealing with this avatar that you took on it, all of this is for you to learn a higher spirit you know learn on your higher spiritual experience this is a short stop in a long journey this physical life is a short stop in a long journey and it's hard for people to grasp that even people when they first get into uh, this realm of spirituality um, especially when you get into uh, religion do it through the modality of religion because religion when you go into the religious texts, most religious texts, there is an aspect of it that deals with punishment. Uh, whether you want to call it hell or whatever. And that punishment connects to fear. And the fear is connected to ego. Right? Because for you to fear, there has to be a sense of the I. Fear what will happen to me. I don't want to do bad because I will go to hell. <laughs> right? I don't want to go to hell. Right? It's you don't want you don't want anything unpleasant happening to you. You you feel you again that sense that that occupies the mind with whether we're better or worse. You don't want to be one of those who are considered kafa in Islam don't be a kafa don't be a blasphemer in Christianity don't be a heathen 
right? You want to be with the saints. You want to be, be with the mu'minun in Islam. You want to be amongst the purified ones, right? The high enlightened ones in the, in the, in the new age community. You want to be among those. You don't want to be on the dark side. You want to be on the light side. And then sometimes flip around. Oh, you want to be on the dark side, on, on the light side. You want to be on this side, not that. You can get with this or you can get with that. You should get with this because this is where it's at, right? All your that preoccup um that preoccupation of the mind being preoccupied, that's ego. That is ego. Right? Again, it has its place. The ego has its place. We have to recognize how to control it. How to place it under control. And that's part of placing the the lower self under control, having the higher self put the higher self back on the throne, right? So with that, I'm going to read from chapter three of the circle seven. And when I read from chapter three, um, just as you hear these words, when I speak about the lower self, keep in mind what I'm saying in reference to the ego and, and, and basically apply it in that context, okay? So I'm actually going to read the entire chapter. Um, Chapter three, Elihu's lessons, the unity of life. Again, Elihu met his pupils in the sacred grove and said, no man live unto himself for every living thing is bound by cords to every other living thing. Blessed are the pure in heart for they will love and not demand love in return. They will do they will not do to other men what they would not have other men do unto them. There are two selves, the higher and lower self. The higher self is human spirit clothed with soul made in the form of Allah. The lower self, the carnal self, the body of desires is a reflection of higher self distorted by the murky ethers of the flesh. The lower self is an illusion and will pass away. The higher self is a law in man and will not pass away. The higher self is the embodiment of truth. The lower self is truth reversed and so is falsehood manifest. The higher self is justice, mercy, love, and right. The lower self is what the higher self is not. The lower self breeds hatred, slander, lewdness, murder, theft, and everything that harms. The higher self is mother of the virtues and the harmonies of life. The lower self is rich in promises, but poor in blessedness and peace. It offers pleasure, joy, and satisfying gain, but gives unrest, misery, and death. It gives men apples that are lovely to the eye and pleasant to the smell. Their cores are full of bitterness and gall. If you would ask me what to study, I would say yourselves. And you well have studied them. And then would ask me what to study next, I would reply yourselves. He who knows well his lower self 
knows the illusions of the world, knows of the things that pass away. And he who knows his higher self knows Allah, knows well the things that cannot pass away. Thrice blessed is the man who has made purity and love his very own. He has been ransomed from the pearls of the lower self and is himself his higher self. Men seek salvation from an evil that deems a living monster of the netherworld. And they have gods that are but demons in disguise, all powerful, yet full of jealousy and hate and lust, whose favors must be bought with costly sacrifice of fruits and of the lives of birds and animals and humankind. And yet these gods possess no ears to hear, no eyes to see, no heart to sympathize, no power to save. This evil is a myth. These gods are made of air and clothed with the shadow of a thought. The only devil from which man must redeem, be redeemed, is self, the lower self. If man would find his devil, he must look within. His name is self. If man would find his savior, he must look within. And when the demon self has been dethroned, the savior, love, will be exalted to the throne of power. The light, the David of the light is purity, who slays the strong Goliath of the dark and seeks the savior, love, upon the throne. Okay? And when we say throne, we're dealing with the mind. Okay? Now, this is very important that when we understand that particular statement, if man would find his savior, he must look within. And the demon self has been dethroned. The savior love will be exalted to the throne of power. Um, interesting. Um, shout out to the brother uh, Leos Bay. He brought this to my attention. He brought, recalled it to my memory. Um, and peace to the gods and earth, nation of gods and earth. They have in their um, supreme alphabet, S is self-savior, right? Speaking of the power of God, uh, man having the power of God, right? And once he acknowledges the power of God within him, he's able to save self and others, right? So, and I'm paraphrasing with that, but my point of it is, is basically knowing that the lower self as it pertains to the ego is something that we have to dethrone. That it is basically a reflection of your higher self, but it's distorted by the murky ethers of the flesh. So when you are born into this world, you know, you're given a name, you know, you have these faculties, you have this intelligence, you have this ability to learn, ability to create, 
you have all these things in the body and with this comes this identity this identity that gives you value on this plane and you know you gain friends you gain associates you move up in the world you're able to accomplish things and all these things are good and yet and still all of this will pass away you're not your it's just like that in the Irie song I'm not my hair I'm not my skin you're not your car you are not your clothes you are not your job you are not your relationships you're not even your nationality your race from a spiritual point of view you're not these things you possess these things but the key is to not have them possess you you possess money don't have money possess you you know you possess a family don't let all these things consume you and lock you in to think that this defines you even in chapter 1 of the circle 7 it says man is not the body nor the soul he is a spirit and a part of the omnipotent it says Allah in the circle 7 right so we have to understand these things to know that we're dealing with a divine essence that we are striving to connect ourselves back to and the one way we will have to do it is by subduing the ego by controlling the ego putting it suppressing it to where it no longer runs us it no longer has the value that we have constantly placed on it and once we can see it for what it is and again this will take practice this is work it's definitely not overnight because your ego <laughs> your ego didn't just happen overnight it's been building since you've been born so but uh there is no failure for the human soul right and without a foe soldier never knows his strength so with that i encourage you all to keep working on that um so that we no longer edge god out but we become one with god one with the divine and be our true self our higher self so that ends it for this episode and until next time peace and love